This is Science Friday. I'm Kathleen Davis. And I'm Shayla Farzan. Next, we're going to take a step back in time to 1971, the year the U.S. rolled out a revolutionary new vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. The MMR vaccine almost eradicated all three of those viruses, for a while at least. You've probably seen headlines about this over the last few years. Measles cases popping up across the country, especially among unvaccinated kids. But what about mumps, that second M in MMR? Well, since 2006, there have been mumps outbreaks, too. But unlike measles, most of the people getting the mumps are vaccinated. And they're older, too, mostly teens and young adults. So what's going on here? To help answer that question and more is my guest, Dr. David Goclay, who co-authored a paper on the topic. He recently completed his Ph.D. from the University of Georgia's Odom School of Ecology, based in Athens, Georgia. Dr. Goclay, welcome to Science Friday. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. We've been seeing these big cyclical swings in mumps cases in the U.S. since about 2006. Is there something in particular about that year that could help explain why? So there are multiple reasons why we have seen these cases research during that period of time. One story about this particular year is to do with there might be importations of college students who had gone back for a vacation and then they come back already infected and carrying the virus. And since the vaccine effectiveness has been altering over a period of time, you, you start seeing these resurgence as, you know, infected individuals come in contact with susceptible individuals within the population. Right. So I'm curious about the effectiveness of the mumps vaccine. Does that protection from being vaccinated wane over time? Yeah, it's interesting because the the real ineffectiveness was not is not really very well been understood. There have been like com- these competing hypotheses that we investigated in this this research article that we recently published. And so one of the hypotheses is that the effectiveness just wanes over a period of time. So you get vaccinated and then after some period, the vaccine is just ineffective against the virus. And the other hypothesis is that it's always just imperfectly acting against the circulating strain. What we found in our article was that waning is the more probable reason of this delayed uh, resurgence, as you can see in the early 2000s. So not necessarily that there's a mismatch between the vaccine strain and the circulating strain, but more so that protection from the vaccine really does decline over time then. That is that is definitely the case. And in a sense, that is a good thing because if it is just that the vaccine wanes over a period of time, the only thing you have to do is then boost the immunity at, at a population level by introducing boosters within population. Versus if the if the vaccine was leaky or was imperfectly working, uh, then you would have to may have to change the vaccine altogether. So that is a good news, not a bad news. So what's the time scale that we're talking about here when we're talking about waning immunity? Like, is it a couple years? Is it longer? Yeah, so our analysis shown that the the immunity derived through the vaccine lasts on an average for around 34 to 36 years with like a mean of around 35 years. So it's, it's a very tightly bounded interval that we found and which has been reflected in many other studies, one which was predominantly um, featured in another journal called Science Translational Medicine in 2018 who reported a, an average uh, time span of around 27 years. So it 
pretty much checks out. So you had mentioned the study that you co-authored earlier this year. And in that study, you estimated about one in three vaccinated people might lose their immunity to the mumps by about age 18. So we're potentially talking about a pretty large swath of the population here who could be not immune to the mumps. Is that right? Yeah, that that might actually be the case. And the worst part being is because we do not have a schedule for boosters for adults, a major proportion of adults could have lost their immunity and might be susceptible to the disease now. Why are vaccinated people still protected against the measles and rubella, but not mumps? Like, is there something different about mumps then? So the main reason why the mumps vaccine acts a little differently from its other counterparts in the MMR vaccine is because we don't really understand what constitutes for immunity for mumps as opposed to measles or rubella for that matter. So what happens is you, when you get vaccinated, you get a an immune response. So you get like a surge of antibodies in your system. But what translates to protection given these amounts or this amount of an immune response is not very well understood for mumps. So that that's one principal reason why there isn't a good explanation behind why the immunity wanes because you kind of see that the antibodies decay over a period of time. But how does that map to protection against the disease is not very well understood. So that's that's one reason why we are not uh, why this vaccine or why this component within the MMR vaccine works differently from the measles or rubella. Yeah, you mentioned that the immune response to mumps is still a bit of a mystery, which is honestly kind of surprising to me, just given how long this virus has been around and how long the vaccine has been around. Yeah, but but that's because the issue of protection is far more complicated than like an active immune response because you can have an active immune response as a... It could just be a function of having the virus in your system. So you, your body reacts to it or your immune system reacts to it. But what is it protecting against is a very complicated and multi-staged process. Like, does it, does it only protect against transmission or does it protect against, uh, you know, establishment of an infection or does it protect against disease of that infection? And it is a very complicated problem for moms and I... <laughs> As, as much as I would want to answer this, there isn't a very good answer. We just don't understand it yet. Right. So when we're talking about protection, the majority of kids in the U.S., about 95 percent or so, have gotten the MMR vaccine. But overall, vaccination rates have gone down during the pandemic. And the CDC estimates somewhere around a quarter of a million kindergartners are vulnerable to getting these viruses now. And at the same time, we've also seen this uptick in anti-vaccine messaging in recent years. Do you think that that either of these could have anything to do with the increase in mumps cases that we're seeing now? Yeah, there might be there might be a, a conjoined effect of a bunch of these factors that might be acting simultaneously for sure. But at the same time, until 2018 at least, we don't see a drop that is precipitous enough within the vaccine coverage, at least, to lose the the immunity that we had acquired for at least for children. So since the pandemic began, everything has gone 
off the norm of things as we we would like to call it. Uh, so the, these very recent mumps transmissions might be associated with like changes in the vaccine coverages, but overall until 2018 at least we don't we don't really see a big drop in vaccine coverages what might be happening though is that you get a cohort of individuals who were previously vaccinated and who kind of lose their immunity by the age of 18 and then they get exposed and hence you get like this spike and a shift of this age of infection to to a higher age that explanation seems to be more in tune with the dynamics in, in incidents that we see recently, then, um, then the then the hypothesis about oh there might not be enough vaccine going on. Mm-hmm. And most people getting the mumps are already vaccinated and older, right? Exactly, exactly. If someone wants to know whether they're still immune to the mumps, are there things that they can do or things they can check? Yeah, as I said, unfortunately, there might not be good tests to check for immunity against mumps but what one could do is they could ask their doctors to boost them against mumps so because it's a very commonly available vaccine i would recommend people getting boosted rather than looking waiting to see whether or not they were immune to it so during the 2006 epidemic which was in a, a university setting Nearly all students in the university were boosted against mumps, even though they were, even if they were, you know, infected. So it's it's a very uh, accessible uh, vaccine, and everybody should just get vaccinated. And what age would you recommend um, that folks consider getting a booster? I think any anybody who's an adult, as I said, on an average, the immunity lasts for around thirty three years. But that is an average characteristic. So there is a distribution associated with it. So there might be individuals who lose their immunity faster than the others. So it's still relatively rare to get mumps in the U.S., but it can cause some pretty serious symptoms for adults. So things like hearing loss and infertility. Should we be concerned about waning immunity kind of on a population level? Yeah, so that is the main problem with what happens is what we're currently seeing are these transients as more and more people start losing their immunity, you start seeing these spikes of epidemics within the population. If the immunity isn't restored, however, you'd start seeing bigger waves of mumps. And most of those will happen in adults given these these patterns, given that there is a severe disease associated with adulthood, mumps diseases. So I would recommend people you know, to who have reached and 18 years of age to get vaccinated. That's all the time we have. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. David Gokhale, who recently completed his PhD from the University of Georgia's Odom School of Ecology, based in Athens, Georgia. Thanks so much. Thank you. This is Science Friday from WNYC Studios.